How's it going, everybody? Just wanted to uh, really quick give this episode a preface. Uh, I get a little woo-woo in this deep psychedelic episode. Uh, This dive into the self that I'm about to give you. Got a little pushback from my last episode, Dem Damn Hypocrites. And uh, I had some communist sympathizers on some communist uh, Facebook pages, Facebook groups, that uh, pretty much came at me with a lot of hate and anger. And I offered to chat and have a debate. I even invited some of them on my show. And as always, they refused. They would rather hide behind their keyboards and their computer screens and run their mouths. So to you people that constantly attack me with your words and your ridicule and your mockery and your hatred, this episode is for you. I love you guys. Let's go. are living in dangerously weird times now. Smart people just shrug and admit that they're dazed and confused. The only ones left with any confidence at all are the new dumb. It is the beginning of the end of our world as we know it. Doom is the operative ethic. Quote-unquote, Hunter S. Thompson. My fellow Americans, this is the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, and I am Andrew for America. And today I want to talk a little bit about choices. There are people in this world that are trying to create a new world. Some of those people place as the cornerstone of their endeavors something called truth. Some people want to build the new world with their bare hands. They want to do the work. They want to live the struggle. They want to trial and error. They want to scientific method. They want to make decisions with the best intentions of the whole in mind. And then there are a group of people that also want to create a new world. But these people place as their cornerstone 
lies. These people, instead of building a world with their bare hands, these people would rather use deception and misdirection and manipulation. But both of these groups of people are just trying to create a new world. And the reason why they're trying to create a new world is because I think we can all admit at this point that there is something seriously wrong with our world. And I would make the argument that that thing that is seriously wrong with our world is occurring inside of each and every one of us. Every problem that we have in our world lives inside of each and every one of you. Your only enemy is you. Your enemy, your only enemy in this world lives inside of you. Your neighbor, your friends, your family, they are not your enemies. You are your only enemy in this world world. So if you want to create a new world, I suggest you start by creating a new you. When we make choices in this life, people, we make those choices, or we should be making those choices, with intention. And not with, I don't know what the word is, but no connection, no thought, no contemplation, no consideration. You just get swept up in the status quo and the way it is, the way the world is. And you think that all the problems with the world lie outside of you. So you walk around and you point your finger at everybody and everything around you. And you blame those external entities. You blame them as the cause of all the problems in this world. But that's not who you should be blaming for the problems in this world. You should be blaming your enemy for the problems in this world. And who's your enemy? Your enemy is you. So if you're going to point your finger at something external that you can blame all of your problems on, that you can transfer the responsibility and the participation away from you to some other external construct, you're lying to yourself. We all want to create a new world, people. 
So when you really look at it from the big picture, we're all on the same team. You're not my enemy. I am my enemy. And you are my friend. You are my co-worker. You are my family member. You are my mentor, my peer, my friend, my colleague, my associate. We need each other. People were social creatures. But if you want to fight, if you think that there's problems that we need to solve, then I highly suggest you start looking inwardly. You start surgically analyzing yourself. You go to war with yourself. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's you against you. And if you can defeat yourself, then maybe, just maybe, you can defeat this world. We are living in dangerously weird times now. Smart people just shrug and admit they are dazed and confused. The only ones left with any confidence at all are the new dumb. It is the beginning of the end of our world as we note. Now, doom is the operative ethic. Do you know what an ethic is, people? Do you know what ethics are? Do you know what morality is? What morals are? What principle is? What principles are? They are beliefs that one holds as the cornerstone, as the intention, as the point, as the purpose of all of their actions in this world and in this life. They are intangible. They're developed within a person. And if you don't have any intention, if you don't hold any principles, any morals, any ethics as the cornerstone for your purpose and being and decisions and intentions and actions in this world and in this life, then let me ask you something, my fellow Americans. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Did you give up? Did you give in? Did you settle for the rat race? You never had the balls or the intelligence or the ambition to create something for yourself? You don't want to work for yourself because you don't want to work. 
and the only reason why you work for other people is because you have to make money to get by, right? If you didn't have to work, you wouldn't, right? So what would you do with your life if you didn't have to work? Would you party all the time? Would you travel the world, see the sights, immerse yourself in different cultures? What would you do if you didn't have to work? And is there something wrong with work? Is that why so many people don't want to do it? Is work some terrible, horrible thing that we should, you know, uh, talk down about, degrade, mock, slander, call people stupid for working? What is work? I would make the argument that work is the set of behaviors that a human being must take, must do, in order to develop and understand themselves. I would make the argument, my fellow Americans, that you cannot live without work. And your relationship with the word work is something that you need to pay a lot of attention to. Because you're going to do it whether you like it or not. So instead of not liking it, maybe you should learn how to like it. Maybe you should learn how to love it. And in order to do that, you need to learn how to love yourself. If doom is the new operative ethic, where does doom occur? Does doom occur in a war zone? Does it occur on uh, gang uh, infested streets? Does it occur in car accidents and buildings crumbling to the ground and in destructive settings? Or does doom live inside of you? And if you're the type of person that thinks that doom is living inside of you right now for whatever reason you want to blame for it being there you're going to have to replace that doom with love and the only way you do that is you go to war with yourself the only way you do that is you go to work on yourself You have to develop yourself if you want to make fruitful use of your freedom. There's a lot of hate in this world right now. There's a lot of polarized beliefs 
There's a lot of us versus them. There's a lot of hatred. But I would make the argument that that hate lives in the same place that the doom lives. The hate lies and lives inside of you. The doom and the hate isn't outside of you. I don't experience your doom. I don't experience your hate. I only experience my own doom and my own hate. And conversely, love is different because I can experience your love. But in order to experience your love, I have to know my love. Does that make sense? Am I making sense to you people? Word association. Great way to hammer concepts into the minds of the gullible, naive, belligerent masses. God is love, they say. And some people would say that you are God. Some people would make the argument that the universe is experiencing itself through humanity and through the human mind. Life is short, my fellow Americans. If you ever listen to any entrepreneur, any business coach, any mentor, anybody that can teach you about anything, what's the one obstacle that they are always constantly fighting? Time. Time you don't get back. So if you waste it frivolously, then my fellow Americans, you're wasting your life. What kind of person do you want to be? Choose your road wisely because you do not have and you will never have enough time. Tick-tock, my fellow Americans. You want to save the world? You better start going to war with yourself. And stop fucking blaming all of the problems in your life on everyone and everything around you. Because guess what? It's not their fault. It's your fucking fault. Get it through your head. Or else we're all fucked. You might think you have a choice to not do the things that I am talking about right now. But if you really start going to war with yourself, if you really start thinking, considering, contemplating, learning, growing, achieving goals if you really start doing those things you will arrive at the end of a road 
at a dead end. And you know what's you know what the sign says at that dead end? It says you have run out of time. And now it's too late. So what you gonna do, my fellow Americans? You gonna get involved courageously in the fight for the world, which is the fight for you? Are you gonna fight for yourself? Because by fighting for yourself, you're fighting for the world. But if you hate the world and you blame the world for all of your problems, then you hate yourself. And the doom and the hate lives inside of you. Learning to replace that hate for yourself and that hate for the world. Learning how to replace that with love for yourself and love for the world. That's the task. That's the goal. If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And I'm sure you've heard before, we fear what we don't understand. Hate follows fear. Doom. So maybe you should start trying to understand so that you don't have to live in fear if we fear what we don't understand. Maybe you're afraid of yourself. Maybe you hate yourself. Maybe you experience fear and doom all the time. You can change it. You can change it right now. It's a choice. We all have a choice between fear and love. You want to take the road you know, or do you want to take the road unknown? What kind of person do you want to be in the 21st century? Don't ever forget that. And don't ever forget the fact that you can change it. You can replace the fear and the doom with love. 
Do you want to look back on your life when you reach the end of that road? When you reach the dead end, you have run out of time. Now, where are you going to go? You're probably going to look back at that road that you just traveled. And then maybe you'll go over it. And you'll start analyzing it, considering it, contemplating your decisions. What's that uh, thought process going to seem like and feel like to you if your entire life you placed as the cornerstone for your life fear and doom and hate? You gave up. You surrendered. You quit. You quit on yourself, and you quit on the world. How's that make you feel? You know, you don't have to feel that way at the end of your life. You don't have to be laying on your deathbed, looking up at the ceiling, saying to yourself, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish, I wish, I wish. Or do you want to look back at your life and go, wow. I hit that life thing out of the park. I took the limited time that I was given. And I created love. And I spread that love as much as I could to as many people as I could. All over the world. Everything I touched, I made that person, place, thing better. If you don't stand for nothing, my fellow Americans, you will fall for anything. And some of you people fall for anything every single day. Of your pathetic fucking existence. And it makes me sick to my stomach. Get better. Get smarter. Get more aware. More connected. More courageous. More intentional. Do the work of learning and growing. And maybe, just maybe, you'll learn how to love yourself. You'll learn how to love the world. And maybe, just maybe, you'll accomplish some goals. You will have fully manifested your purpose. And then your soul energy can transfer out of that skin suit back into the universe, back into the ether, ready to be retransmitted into maybe a new life form in some part of the universe, some galaxy far, far away, right? 
Maybe you'll be reincarnated into another human being. Maybe you'll respawn as a dog or a cat or an eagle or whatever. Maybe you'll maybe you'll be, I don't know. Who knows what happens to us when we die, right? So you gotta believe in something. You gotta have purpose. You gotta have principles. You have to have ethics. You have to have morals. Otherwise, what's the point of living? Why are you here? What are you doing? Are you really content with being, you know, put in Plato's uh, allegory of the cave world where you just plant your fat ass on the couch in front of a TV screen, eating food, being distracted by bread and circuses and entertainments and concessions, just feeding your face with bullshit, nonsense, wasting your time, wasting your life. That's why it's called the tyranny of convenience. Convenience is not your friend. We better start learning how to sustain ourselves. We better start learning how to be prepared for the worst. Because far, 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 too many of us refuse to look in the mirror. Refuse to go to war with ourselves. Refuse to stop blaming all of the problems in your lives and in this world on others. Refuse to stop believing that there is no wrong you can do. You need to start refusing to believe that you are perfect and you never make mistakes and you're never wrong and you're never incorrect and any challenge to anything that comes out of your mouth, if you meet that challenge with anger and hate, which is based on doom and fear, then you refuse to participate in the making of yourself, in the bettering of yourself, and in the bettering of this world. And you don't deserve freedom. You don't deserve liberty. You don't deserve security. If you're the type of person that gave up on yourself and gave up on the world. You chose fear over love. And the reason why this world is in the current state that it is in is because of you. If you refuse to change yourself, my fellow Americans, then you by default refuse to change 
the world. So stop saying that you want to change the world. If you don't want to change yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're basing the cornerstone of your intention and your purpose and your existence on lies. Lying. Untruth. Fake. Not real. The opposite of real. The opposite of love. Lies follow fear. Get it? There are two wolves living inside of each and every one of us. One wolf is anger, fear, hate, doom, isolation, separation, disconnection. And the other wolf is love and acceptance and accountability and morality and ethics and principles Those two wolves live inside of each and every one of us people. You've heard me say it a million times before. And here's the question. Which wolf wins? Which wolf lives? The one you feed, my fellow Americans. The one you feed. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was... Look again. Freeze it. This... This isn't the Matrix. No. It's another training program designed to teach you one thing. If you are not one of us, you are one of them. What are they? Sentient programs. They can move in and out of any software still hardwired to their system. That means that anyone we haven't unplugged is potentially an agent. Inside the Matrix, they are everyone and they are no one. We have survived by hiding from them, by running from them. But they are the gatekeepers. They are guarding all the doors, they are holding all the keys, which means that sooner or later, someone is going to have to fight them. Someone. I won't lie to you, Neil. Every single man or woman who has stood their ground, everyone who has fought an agent has died. But where they have failed, you will succeed. Why? I've seen an agent punch through a concrete wall. Men have emptied entire clips at them and hit nothing but air. 
Yet their strength and their speed are still based in a world that is built on rules. Because of that, they will never be as strong or as fast as you can be. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neo. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. My fellow Americans, when you're ready, you won't have to dodge bullets. Because you'll be living in love. You'll be living in the absence of fear. You'll be living in the absence of rules. Rules exist because of fear. The sentient programs, the gatekeepers of the Matrix world, that's fear. That's doom. That's inescapable death. All who have faced the doom and the fear have died. Because we're all going to die sooner or later. But where they have failed, you will succeed. Hopefully. Maybe not. Maybe you'll just live a life of doom and fear and hate and anger and resentment and cowardice. Maybe you'll run away from consequences and responsibilities. Maybe you maybe you will refuse to face the truth. Maybe you'll pretend that what is true isn't true. And if you do that, you're lying to yourself. You lie to yourself because you're afraid. Because you choose fear over love. And if you chose love over fear, what a world that would be. What a new world we might be able to create. If we all started by loving ourselves and saving ourselves, then maybe, just maybe, we can save the world. Mark Twain once said, a man or woman who lives fully is prepared to die at any time. 
Jim Morrison once said, I feel most alive facing death. Charles Bukowski once said, Find what you love and let it kill you. Eckhart Tolle once said, The pollution, the planet, I'm sorry, the pollution of the planet is only an outward reflection of an inner psychic pollution. Millions of unconscious individuals not taking responsibility for their inner space. Toll also once said the fires of suffering become the light of consciousness. The Dalai Lama was once asked what surprised him most about humanity. And he said, Man. Because man sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. My fellow Americans, do you want to die having never really lived? Benjamin Franklin once said, most people die at age 25, but aren't buried until age 75. (laughs) What kind of person do you want to be, my fellow Americans? The choice is yours. People, it's time to play some punk rock. Alright people, welcome back to the show. Let's play a little punk rock. This band signed to Allegedly Records 
is from Spokane, Washington. They are awesome. And I think this song by the band Bored with Fire themes up quite nicely with the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, making their debut on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast from Spokane, Washington. Here's Bored with Fire with their song, Altruistic Truth. Hating me was never altruistic from the start Build you up, you break me down again Decades of your dreaming Another day I procrastinated from the start Push you away and pack my bags again Say goodbye to me Right, people, that was the song Altruistic Truth by the band 
bored with fire. And I love that line. When I said that I hated your guts, what I really meant is that I'm angry. When I said that I hated your guts, what I really meant was that I hate me. People, stop hating yourself. You can live in love and happiness. Love and happiness are choices. And it's a damn shame more of you people don't choose it. I'm going to end the show today with a awesome uh, supercut mashup of the Matrix movies that I think illustrates my points in this show today quite well, almost perfectly. So stay tuned to the end of the outro uh, clip that I do for the show. Hang out because I'm going to have it be the secret ending that you must listen all the way to the end of the show to hear. And I promise you, my fellow Americans, it's worth it. If you've never seen any of the Matrix movies, don't worry. I'm going to sum it all up at the end of the show today. And you will see the crossover between that summation mashup supercut of the Matrix movies. You're going to see that crossover between that and what I was speaking to you good fine people about today here on the show. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy a t-shirt. Donate to the show. Read the show notes. Check out the uh, clips of the bands uh, that I have played. They're gonna, it's all, all those clips are going to be up there soon. Uh, go follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and YouTube, Andrew for America. Go like and follow me. Uh, YouTube and Instagram, I'm trying to build out right now. I'm trying to get some of my original music up there. I'm trying to get uh, short audiogram clips of the podcast shows, episodes out there. Little teaser videos to get people interested in my show. Hope you guys are liking all that stuff. Even if you don't listen to a full episode, you can at least get the point of some of the content that we talked about through those little audiograms. It's great marketing. I love it. It's fun to do. It's fun to find the hot takes from my shows. I'm starting to like it. And um, take care of each other out there, people. This life is a test. This life will test you. Are you going to be up for the challenge? Are you going to seize the opportunity when it shows itself? The choice is yours. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for your continued support. I love you all very, very much. We'll see you next time. This has been... Episode 114 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, entitled Choices. We'll see you next time.
It seems that you've been living two lives. One life, you're Thomas A. Anderson, program writer for a respectable software company. It's the question that drives us, Neo. The other life is lived in computers. Go by the hacker alias Neo. It's the question that brought you here. One of these lives has a future, and one of them does not. You know the question, just as I did. What is the Matrix? You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. A prison for your mind. Why am I, sir? You've never used them before. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo. But I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. As long as the Matrix exists, the human race will never be free. Welcome to the real world. I can't go back, can I? No. But if you could, would you really want to? Did he tell you why he did it? When the Matrix was first built, there was a man born inside. Why you're here? Who had the ability to change whatever he wanted, to remake the Matrix as he saw fit. It was he who freed the first of us, taught us the truth. After he died, the Oracle prophesied his return. That his coming would hail the destruction of the Matrix, end the war, bring freedom to our people. That is why there are those of us who have spent our entire lives searching the Matrix, looking for him. I did what I did because I believe that search is over. So you're here to save the world. What do you say to something like that, Mr. Anderson? A little piece of advice: you see an agent, you do what we do. Run. What is he doing? He's beginning to believe. Goodbye. You got the gift, Mr. Anderson, but it looks like you're waiting for something. My name is Neo. What? Your next life, maybe. Everything the Oracle told me has come true. The Oracle told me that a man that I loved would be the one. You can't be dead because I love you. He is the one. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. Everything begins with choice. No, wrong. Choice is an illusion created between those with power and those without. How can I make a choice if you already know? 
because you didn't come here to make the choice. You've already made it. You're here to try to understand why you made it. You are here because Zion is about to be destroyed. The program Smith has grown beyond your control. You believe you're fighting for something, for more than your survival? Is it freedom or truth? Perhaps peace? Could it be for love? Only a human mind could invent something as insipid as love. An emotion designed specifically to overwhelm logic and reason. Being the one is just like being in love. Love? It is a human emotion. No, it is a word. No one can tell you you're in love, you just know it. What matters is the connection the word implies. They need you. I need you. I see that you are in love. Can you tell me what you would give to hold on to that connection? Anything. Choice. The problem is choice. But we already know what you are going to do, don't we? What if I can't? What happens if I fail? Then Zion will fall. What do you want? Peace. Neo is doing what he believes he must do. As long as there is a single breath in his body, he will not give up. And if you fail, I won't. Neo. He fights for us. One way or another, this war is going to end. Tonight, the future of both worlds will be in your hands or in his. You can't win, it's pointless to keep fighting! Why, Mr. Anderson, why? Why do you persist? Because I choose to. You've never believed in the one. I still don't. I believe in him. He did. He saved us. My is over! The war is over! I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. And I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. What about the others? The ones that want out? Obviously, they will be freed. Neo, wherever you are. Thank you. Will we ever see him again? I suspect so. Someday.
Hello, Neil. Who are you? I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. You have many questions, and though the process has altered your consciousness, you remain irrevocably human. Ergo, some of my answers you will understand, and some of them you will not. Concordantly, while your first question may be the most pertinent, you may or may not realize it is also the most irrelevant. Why am I here? Your life is the sum of a remainder of an unbalanced equation inherent to the programming of the Matrix. You are the eventuality of an anomaly which, despite my sincerest efforts, I have been unable to eliminate from what is otherwise a harmony of mathematical precision. While it remains a burden assiduously avoided, it is not unexpected and thus not beyond a measure of control, which has led you inexorably here. You haven't answered my question. Quite right. Interesting. That was quicker than the others. Others? How many? Others? What? Answer The Matrix is older than you know. I prefer counting from the emergence of one integral anomaly to the emergence of the next, in which case this is the sixth version. Five ones before me. There are only two possible explanations. There were five ones before me. Either no one told me, or no one knows. Precisely. As you are undoubtedly gathering, the anomaly is systemic, creating fluctuations in even the most simplistic equations. Choice. The problem is choice. The first matrix I designed was quite naturally perfect. It was a work of art, flawless, sublime, a triumph equaled only by its monumental failure. The inevitability of its doom is apparent to me now as a consequence of the imperfection inherent in every human being. Thus I redesigned it, based on your history, to more accurately reflect the varying grotesqueries of your nature. However, I was again frustrated by failure. I have since come to understand that the answer eluded me because it required a lesser mind, or perhaps a mind less bound by the parameters of perfection. Thus the answer was stumbled upon by another, an intuitive program, initially created to investigate certain aspects of the human psyche. If I am the father of the Matrix, she would undoubtedly be its mother. The Oracle. Please. As I was saying, she stumbled upon a solution whereby nearly 99% of all test subjects accepted the program as long as they were given a choice, even if they were only aware of the choice at a near unconscious level. While this answer functioned, it was obviously fundamentally flawed, thus creating the otherwise contradictory systemic anomaly that, if left unchecked, might threaten the system itself. Ergo, those that refuse the program, while a minority, if unchecked, would constitute an escalating probability of disaster. This is about Zion. You are here because Zion is about to be destroyed. Its every living inhabitant terminated, its entire existence eradicated. Bullshit. Bullshit. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. But rest assured, this will be the sixth time we have destroyed it. And we have become exceedingly efficient at it. <laughs>